Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Passes to Thomas. He's gone. Touchdown, Saints. Got a bunch of room and some blockers. Hurdling a blocker at the 25. Inside the 50. What a run by Kamara, who's all the way in. For a touchdown. Wow. Breeze, quick throw. Sanders got there. Football fans and hoodats all over the world, get ready for an episode of Believe in Saints on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, John Hendricks. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in Saints. I'm your host, John Hendricks. No Terrence Copper this week. He has got some things going on with the family and we definitely respect that. So you'll just get to listen to me for the next 15, 20 minutes, but Listen, let's start here. Um, Saints are coming off a really big win against the Bucks. I, I was there in the Superdome. It was crazy. It was electric. And here you have Sean Payton still saying, I think it could be more. And, and I agree with him in some aspects. Is You know, the crowd was great. Um, but, man, you know, it wasn't close to 70,000 yet. And there's still a couple empty seats. And, you know, the atmosphere there, I only expected to get better. But, you know, the crowd was electrifying the whole game. And, you know, when Mark Ingram returns to the lineup and gets introduced, that's a huge moment. And you look at other things when he leads the Houdat chance. I mean, they had all the energy coming into this game. And Sean Payton had said, look, he was pleased with the energy. He loved the energy that the team had all week. And, you know, I don't think it's by mistake that you get all of that from a guy like Mark Ingram that gets brought ahead of the trade deadline back to the Saints. And then furthermore, you lock him up to a contract extension. I mean, it's a, a huge move for New Orleans, especially now in the grand scheme of things, because obviously the big takeaway from that game is Jameis Winston's gone for the year. You know, torn ACL, uh, MCL damage, he's not coming back. And, you know, it's it's tough for a player like him. He's extremely well-respected in the locker room. You know, I've been impressed with him since he joined the team, you know, last year. Uh, just so humble, so eager to learn just able to come into a situation where, hey, I get to learn behind the greatest guy uh, in Drew Brees, right? And just so much went into that. And he went into training camp. You know, I, I told people, and it's no secret, that I, I thought this is Jameis's job to lose in the, the quarterback battle, unquote, unquote. And, you know, he and Taysom were alternating in those days. And it was always tough to get some continuity with the first team and such. But you know, look, Winston's been a trooper, and so has Taysom Hill. Um, you know, and it's unfortunate to see him gone, and now his football future is kind of up in the air. I mean, he'll be back, but obviously free agency implications, all this stuff. I mean, he was doing so good and, you know, shedding that label of being just the turnover machine that everybody talked about in 2019. So I'm, I'm interested to see where he ends up landing um after the season but for the intermediate or for the foreseeable future that is interim is what i was thinking is you're turning to trevor simeon and him coming in the lineup uh wow first of all i was a little bit surprised that he came out throwing and dealing if you will and and you know again i've said this a couple of times on shows this week but it's not a mystery and it's not that surprising that he did just just because you rewind to last season, and when Drew Brees went down, um, you saw Simeon get picked up from the Titans practice squad to the active roster. So he's a guy who's also been sitting behind 
Drew and and Jameis and Taysom and was able to learn a good bit and he's a veteran in this league and you know dare I say New Orleans is is a quarterback fountain right as they've gotten the most from guys like Teddy Bridgewater uh, Luke McCown did great when he had to play that one game when Drew was out against Carolina didn't get a win but he played exceptional in that game um, you had Taysom Hill last year you had Jameis Winston so. I don't think it's a mistake that the Saints have been able to do things um, with Simeon. Obviously, you look at some of the things when the play calling at the end of the game and, you know, talking to Sean Payton afterwards, it's it's you're thinking score. You're thinking touchdown. You don't want to leave Brady with time on the clock, but that's why you're being aggressive on three straight plays. And, you know, I don't know if I like the play calls or like the routes or liked everything about it. And, of course, you look at the film, it wasn't the greatest. But, you know, getting a field goal is huge. Huge moment for Brian Johnson. We don't talk about him much. I mean, but, you know, making a clutch kick like that is huge. That's two weeks in a row now um, that you get a guy like that and making his field goal. So, and then defensively, <laughs> you get P.J. Williams to seal the game. This is a weird game. And I mean weird in the sense that you have players in this game who are not known for being huge contributors, being such a huge, important piece to the the grand scheme of things. So you got guys like Garrett Griffin who catch three balls and move the sticks and move them with authority. You got Alex Arma getting his first touchdown in two years. You got Kevin White making his first catch in three years. And that was a big play. And and I know they targeted him uh, him a couple times last week again or the week before against Seattle. I mean, you know, this this wide receiving core is not going to set the world on fire, right? It's not just it, it, with no Michael Thomas coming back. It's just, it is what it is. I mean, you can hope pie in the sky that guys like Odell Beckham Jr. become available or something just crazy happens and you get this guy. But honestly, you look at the guys on the street, there's really nobody out there that's going to come in in this situation and just make such a huge impact. I mean, Deshaun Jackson's another one. Maybe you look at him, uh, you know, waiver period on Thursday. That's going to be important to pay attention to. But, you know, I guess at this point of the season, they're just going to be stuck with what they have. And whether you like that, you hate it, uh, it's just going to be the reality. Just like the quarterback situation. They didn't trade for anybody. I believe it's the Simeon show. And you're going to have Taysom Hill with his role. And you're going to have Ian Book backing up Trevor Simeon. So, Maybe they add somebody to the practice squad, but it's not going to be somebody that's really of, of uh, use this loosely, but worth, if you will. Um, and somebody that's just not going to make an impact, right? I, I just don't see it. So, But look, huge win against Tampa. Mark Ingram was great. I like the fact that they were able to run the football and stuck to the run, even with that Tampa front being so tough to run on. I mean, you're talking about the NFL's number one defense, but I mean, in the same breath, Saints got number two deep run defense in the league. So... Um, it was interesting just to see how things unfolded, getting, you know, just from getting the scores before at half and, and just capitalizing on the opportunities were huge. Three turnovers against Tom Brady. I mean, that's that's big time. Getting David Onyemata back in the lineup was so huge for this team. I mean, there's just so many pieces and so many individuals that you can say, man, this is a big deal. I mean, even the week before, getting Marcus Davenport back was just tremendous for a shot in the arm for this pass rush. Guys like Tano Passignon looks exceptional. I mean, he's already tied his career high in sacks at four, and he's played less game than all of the others because he had one that was out because of injury. But, you know, all these players that you talk about and you see, and, and it's just reassuring because 
A, you see, you saw a lot of that in training camp. I mean, we were there daily, got to see a lot of these players have the the success they did, and um, it translated some to the preseason, some it didn't, you know, and especially in game situations like Zach Bond, I mean, I still think he has a, a big role on the team, obviously in special teams, but he was playing lights out in practice and preseason, got into a game situation, just didn't work out, but, you know, the rookies, uh, they started slow, but they came on a big way. Pete Warner, Paul Sonadivo. I mean, this is guys that can potentially be your big future. Quan Alexander plays a lot more in this last game. You got Bradley Roby playing a lot more um, and splitting those reps with Adebo. I mean, it's it's kind of a, a perfect storm, and I think this is a, a team where your identity clearly is in your defense, right? And they want it to be that way, and I think they're – Moving towards a space where, you know, you make a run, you're sitting there in the wild card race, everybody's infatuated with the Cardinals, the Packers, Cowboys, um, you know, you're looking at the Rams. I mean, all these teams above you and even the Bucks too. And New Orleans is kind of an afterthought, I guess, if you will. And, you know, I look, I'd expect them to come in as a wild card. I mean, you got 10 games left on the schedule, so a lot can happen, right? And so... You know, winning the division, you're half game back. You got one against Atlanta coming up. I mean, that's big, especially with Tampa being on the bye this week. Um, but you look at just kind of where this team has been able to play. And, you know, I think when you look back at the past several years, this is a really strong road team. I mean, they play well at home, right? But I, I don't think I feel bad or scared or intimidated for this team having to go on the road and having to play a team like Arizona or playing a team like Dallas or playing a team like Green Bay or LA, whatever the case may be. Um, but of course, there's a lot to suit out, figure out in between there, right? You got Atlanta coming to town, um, NFC South rivalry. Everybody knows about the Falcons. Uh, everybody, as soon as the game hit double zero or triple zero, <laughs> it was Falcons hate week for fans, right? And you know, it's Matt Ryan. It's uh, a familiar face. And, you know, you. You're, first of all, I would just say, you know, my heart and thoughts and, and, and prayers go out to Calvin Ridley. Um, having to, to deal with emotional and mental health and all these different things that are coming about. I mean, that's that's no joke, guys and, and gals. And so, you know, we wish the best for Calvin Ridley. Not that he's probably listening, but at the same time, you know, man, this is, this is a chance to get your, yourself right and do what you got to do. And I think there's a lot of people that will rally around that. You see Jay Glazer doing series about, you know, guys are talking about mental health. I mean, it's a business. It's a lot of things that go into it. There's a lot of pressure on these players. There's a lot of things that go into this. And so, I mean, you know, wish the best for Calvin Ridley for sure going forward. But you talk about the other weapons the Falcons have. I mean, Cordero Patterson, he's been outstanding. You know, they finally, it's kind of like when the Saints get players, sometimes they just are able to maximize players in their roles. And you finally got a good one for Patterson. And he's a guy that you got to watch out for. They know who Mike Davis is. Um, you got Kyle Pitts. That's going to be an interesting matchup to see who who the Saints roll on him. Are they going to put C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who's coming off a really tough game? I mean, yeah, he had to the pick and they should have had the fumble recovery, all that other stuff from Malcolm Jenkins. But man, you know, he got, he got pretty exposed by Chris Godwin. I mean, Chris Godwin had a field day, right? And, you know, Mike Evans, Lattimore, that's the big talk, right? And Levin's had to score, but you know, Lattimore did a pretty good job there for sure. And I think he's been playing at, at an elite level all season, but you just look at the Falcons, a team that 
you know, are, are tough to figure out. And I don't think there was that many expectations going into this season, if you're being real for a second, just because Atlanta is in kind of a rebuild mode, if you will. They got Terry Fontenot there, and he's going to do good things. And I think Atlanta, in, in a couple of years, I don't, maybe you start seeing some more next season, but they're just a team that will hopefully – uh, not hopefully, but we'll actually get better as time goes on just because of the the things they had to deal with with the salary cap implications and all this different things. So it's going to be interesting to figure out Atlanta and what they're going to bring to the table. I mean, in a lot of ways, they're in desperation mode. They need this game way more than the Saints do, um, and you could absolutely see what happens. We're back in better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all of the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. I mean, I just remember, you know, the other season where the, the Falcons come in and they upset the Saints at home. I mean, I know the Saints have a good track history under Sean Payton, you know, I was digging into stats and doing some research on the game. And, you know, it's crazy just to look at the stats on Matt Ryan and his sacks. And specifically what I'm talking about is, is the Saints in the past four years, they've sacked Matt Ryan 36 times. I mean, it, it it's crazy. I mean, you know, they play each other twice a year. So obviously, you know that. So that's eight games, but still that's averaging uh, almost five a, a game on Matt Ryan. I mean, 2020, they got him 11 times. 2019, they got him 10 times. 2018, they get him nine times. And then 2017 was the lowest output in that four-year span at six. But, you know, Ryan's a, a guy that comes in. He's nine and 16 against the Saints. Um, he's been six, sacked 63 times in 25 games. You know, of that 187 sacks the Saints have put up from 2017 to 2020, Ryan's 19.2% of that number. I mean, it's just absolutely crazy how much they've been able to get after Ryan and maybe it's one of those that's like coincidence or whatever. I know Cam Jordan balls out. He's got 13 of those 36 sacks the Saints have on Ryan in the past four years. And, you know, that's obviously going to be a key against him is, is working against that offensive line, introducing a couple of things that, that are going to trip him up and, and disrupt his timing. I mean, Pitts is going to be a big target of his that he's going to look at all day. I mean, you look at what they're going to be able to do on the ground with Cordero Patterson. I mean, it's it's not that the Saints aren't going to be able to come in here and say, oh, we're going to just be able to, to flatly or flat out Atlanta and um, just be able to punch them in the mouth, all this other stuff. I mean, it's a divisional game. You've seen teams like the Colts play the Titans hard. I mean, you see all that. Anything that comes up, the Bills and the Dolphins. I mean, the Bills were struggling for a little bit against the Dolphins, right? And so anything can happen. Um, you know, I would tell you that, Naturally, you got to pick the Saints. They're playing at home. The, everybody knows what this game means. You've got two road games on this. The schedule after this, you've got Tennessee, which has kind of, again, lost its luster. The Saints have been really fortunate this year. I mean, you have the Titans game without Russell Wilson, and now you have 
the uh, I'm sorry, the Seahawks game without Russell Wilson, and now you have the Titans game without Derrick Henry. I mean, it's a shame that they don't get to really test that run front against them, and maybe they're going to be stopping Adrian Peterson. Who knows how that's going to all play out? But you know, you got them, and you got Philly, which is a hard team to figure out. I mean, yeah, they beat up the Lions, but and the Lions just uh, for whatever reason just don't look good. And Philly's been a team that's been suspect too, so. Um, those are winnable games, and then that sets up Buffalo on Thanksgiving, and then you've got Dallas at home on the Thursday afterwards. So, you know, the Saints are in a spot five and two. They could be seven and two, eight and two, maybe seven and three coming into it. Uh, I mean, a lot has to happen over the next several games, but I could see it really. I think the meat and potatoes and just kind of how their schedule falls, the the tests are. Buffalo in Dallas in the consecutive weeks. And, you know, you're going to get the Tampa Bay Bucks again on Sunday night football at Tampa. You still have to play Carolina again. You still have to play Atlanta again. You're going to have to play uh, Monday night football against the Dolphins. I mean, there's still a lot left on the schedule for them to figure out. But at the same time, you know, you got to feel good about the Saints and their chances and what they're able to put together. All of it hinges kind of on Trevor Simeon. But at the same time, I feel good about that offensive line. James Hurst coming in and picking up for Andres Pete. I mean, he played outstanding, I thought. You know, the, the run game is, is good. The big question is, what do you do with Simeon? How is he going to attack? And the receivers, I mean, this is what you're stuck with right now. So you're going to have to get to production. And maybe a guy like Nick Vanette back, it helps maybe open up things for Adam Troutman and uh, maybe Jawan Johnson. I mean, that just remains to be seen. But look, I think when you look at this game, I got to take the Saints. I think they're going to win this one probably by at least 10 points. I'd pick them maybe a 28 to 18, 28, 17, not the 28, 18. That would be just one of those. Is that score gummy? Maybe. I don't know. We'll have to look that up, but you know, that would be probably where I'd look at something along that lines, maybe a 30 to 20. I think they have enough to put up 30 points just because they can lean on Camara, lean on Ingram and just be able to defensively to help set up some short fields. And, you know, Brian Johnson is going to be huge in this game and going forward, but look, I don't see much out of the Saints right now, just being around them and seeing this team. I mean, they fought off adversity all year. I mean, really, all since since Drew retired, right? With the quarterback stuff, with, you know, just everything that's happened and, uh, you know, having to have Hurricane Ida be displaced, having to play week one, not in, in New Orleans. I mean, there's just been so much that's happened. And then you have Winston gets hurt. You have Michael Thomas not coming back. I mean, this is a team where... If it was any other ones and it wasn't coached by Sean Payton or anything like that, I mean, you'd think they'd probably crack, right, at some point. But at any rate, well, I look forward to this one. We'll be there at the Superdome. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at John J. Hendricks. Uh, that's Hendricks just like Jimmy if you haven't figured it out. And if you can't catch that reference, then I feel sorry for you. And then obviously check us out on uh, Saints News Network at saints.media. And then obviously check out all of our work. With Terrence, he'll be back next week. Check us out on the Believe Podcast Network. Again, this show is presented by Bet Online. Y'all have a good one. We'll talk at you soon.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.